Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Been around for a long, long year. Stole many man's soul and faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Sure that Pilate washed his hands and sealed his fate. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a while, and no, not the uh, stained song. Uh, we're being transparent, uh, September 30th to be exact. And, uh, I know that even before that, uh, there were some gaps between episodes and, you know, if I'm really being honest, I think sometimes it just got to where I didn't have anything to say or anything maybe I wanted to say or anything I thought, you know, anything, I guess, for lack of a better word, anything I thought that made worthwhile content, you know, and and I've kind of just been out, um, living life. I mean, that doesn't mean doing like wild ass, crazy, super exciting things. I've just been doing life, you know, um, you know, since the last episode, I had my 48th birthday. I know crazy, right? 48 years, uh, still blows my mind. I mean, when I, when I say it out loud, um, you know, and trust me, there's days that my body feels every bit of 48 years, but then, you know, there's times when I look back and it seems like it was just yesterday. I was just some dumb young 20 something year old kid trying to figure out life and figure out who he was and, you know, who he is. And then I look around today and sometimes I think, well, maybe I'm still on that journey. But uh, needless to say, I, I had a great birthday week, though. Um, I'm thankful for every trip around the sun I get because, you know, let's be real, life can be over in an instant. You know, nothing is guaranteed. But, um, you know, one of the cool things we did for my birthday, uh, Kai and I went and saw Drayton Farley uh, at the Rave in Milwaukee. Um, he was actually in, like, the smaller, like, bar part Um not in the big rave where you, you know, like the Eagles ballroom or whatever. Drayton Farley is this uh, amazing, somewhat underground country artist singing about life and the struggles, you know, a lot of things that we all go through, you know. And if I guess maybe the best way to explain it is he kind of was doing, he's been doing what Oliver Anthony was doing before Oliver Anthony was doing it and really was doing it better, in my opinion. Um, it was, it was a great show. Uh, you know, we got to sit at a little high boy table right by the stage. You know, probably only about 100 people, if that. Very small, intimate setting. We got to meet him afterwards. Uh, we got to uh, pictures. I got, got him to sign an al- album of his that I purchased at the show. Very polite, humble guy. Super talented. Excellent songwriter. Um, 
you know, just somebody I, I really love to listen to. I, I love his songwriting. I love his voice. Um, you know, his songs really resonate with me. He has this song, uh, Pitch and Fits. It was actually the first song of his I heard. Uh, you know, and the, the day I heard it, it just kind of spoke to me. And um, I've kind of been hooked on his music ever since. Um, you know, I definitely encourage you to check out uh, Drayton Farley. Like I said, you know, there's there's a lot of music out there that's kind of not on the mainstream, you know, and, and everyone likes what they like, but I always like to find new things, you know, and I think I actually, you know, always find, I found other artists by, you know, I listen to Drayton Art Farley, and it's like, oh, if you like this, you like that, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, one of the cool things I got, I actually got his set list from the concert. Uh, it was actually soaked in uh, somebody had spilled a drink on it. I got it from the bass player. And he had signed it previously to the show. Uh, and it was just laying there. And the, the bass player was actually like, oh, man, I can go get you another one. You know, he was striking his gear. And I was like, no, 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 man, I'll, I'll take that. And um, Kai got me a cool frame. And it's a frame down here in the Southern Comfort Zone. Um, you know, just one of those cool things to have. I mean, it may not, it means something to me. It's a cool memory of an awesome time and just something cool getting to see somebody, you know, he had said it, you know, it was his first time in Milwaukee, you know, this far North, he's from Alabama, but, um, definitely, uh, you know, if you like country music, you like that kind of Zach Bryan, uh, Cole, Cole Wetzel, Cody Jenks, um, that kind of non-mainstream country that's kind of like real music about real people. I think you really like Drayton Farley. I think I've spoke about him on the show before, but, um, you know, he's amazingly talented, uh, great voice, very cool person, very humble. Um, you know, it's kind of cool seeing somebody like that and just, you know, you see, wow, he has all this immense talent and he's kind of one of those people that's just still trying to find his way through it. You know, he said, and, and it was just, it was a really cool experience. But um, speaking of birthdays, while we're on the subject, uh, we just celebrated Kai's birthday tonight. Um, I mean, I, I celebrate her every day, but uh, yesterday was her actual birthday. But today we did our little family dinner and party, and it was great. You know, and I was thinking you know, as we were sitting there tonight, and it's funny how when you're a kid, you look so forward to your birthdays. You know, it's like this big thing, you know, kind of like you do Christmas or I don't know, maybe sometimes Easter or whatever big days you celebrate, you know, but as you get older, you know, you don't look forward to them as much. And I don't think it's because we're celebrated any differently as adults. I mean, at least I don't feel that way. Uh, maybe some people it is. Um, I, I sometimes think that maybe it's just each year older is just a reminder of there being just a little less sand left in that hourglass in theory. But like I said, I mean, life could end whenever I could, I could drop dead before I even finish the show. Um, you know, and I can say as far as getting older, that it's, it's kind of a double edged sword sometimes, I believe for me, I feel, you know, like in, in the present, the present me, I enjoy life so much more now, and I, I try to live better. I try to take better care of myself, you know, mentally, physically. Um, I appreciate the blessings in my life and all around me, you know, and yet there's still that inevitable clock that's always ticking, right? You know, like tick-tock, tick-tock, you know, and I've said this 
many times over the years, you know, time will always remain undefeated. And I think it's just important, you know, I've made it important that I try to use mine better as much as I can. It's not to say that I always do, but, you know, use my time in a manner that I feel enriches my life and um, brings me more joy than maybe anguish or whatever, you know, and I don't know, it's productive for my life. Um, Speaking of which, about a month ago, uh, we joined a gym. Uh, We've been going about three to five times a week, probably more like four to five times a week. Uh, Personally, I've been really enjoying it. Um, I'll admit I feel better. I have more energy. Uh, I think I'm starting to look better. Uh, Who knows? Uh, I know I've shed some pounds. Uh, Obviously, I'm looking to shed way many more. You know, and I think it's about creating a routine for yourself. You know, and I remember even the process of, you know, wanting to do this, but then think, you know, for for a long time, thinking, ah, I just don't have the time or how do I find the time for a workout? You know, and I don't want to pay money and never go and get locked into something. And then it's like, okay, I'm never going or I get burnt out or life gets in the way or, you know, you, you can always talk yourself out of something. I mean, we're all good at that, depending on what it is. And I think in the last year I've been better, you know, with more positive self-talk and, you know, being more positive towards my goals and focusing on what I want to do and, you know, manifesting it, making it happen, you know. And I, I was just like, you know what, there's time. You know, you can, you can always make time, things make time for things if you want to. And honestly, you can't really be afraid to invest in yourself. Because, I mean, after all, we get one shot at life, right? You know, you take care of your body, your mind, your spirituality, all of it. And I'm not saying go out and find Jesus or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, just take care of yourself. And I honestly really wish I'd learned the importance of that way before I was 40. And really bought into it way way before I was probably in my mid-40s. But, um, you know, I'll keep you updated on how the progress is going. I'll admit the first uh, weekend I aggravated the Achilles injury that I'd had uh, probably when I first started the podcast. I think I talked about it quite a bit. But uh, I was able to get some simple lifts to put in my shoe, um, the process of some little exercises, um, cutting down on the walking and, you know, using the bike as far as warm-ups and it's it's made a change and I'm feeling better and you know I think part of it is I lose weight um it'll start to you know it's less less weight on the tires for lack of a better word but anyways um so in all the downtime I've had between you know not doing episodes or whatever you know, I kept thinking to myself, like, I knew I wanted to do something different, but I, I, did, I didn't want an overhaul, and I didn't want, you know, because I'm still me. I still, I mean, I, I'm me. You know, the, I can't change that. But I, I knew I wanted to do the podcast kind of differently going forward, and, and, and I think part of it is I've changed to some extent. You know, how I'm in a different place, but... uh you know, and I feel I've talked about it a lot, but, I, but I've never really put that plan into action. 
So that's kind of what I've been trying to figure out over this time. Um, I've been listening to podcasts, you know, the irony being, I don't personally enjoy podcasts. I just do not. Um, I love Joe Rogan's. I, uh, I love McAfee. You know, I, I, when I can at work, I throw on the Pat McAfee show and I love the hell out of it. You know, even when they're just going on about nonsense, I think it's the personalities on the show that make it work for me. I listen to some Charlie Kirk, you know, Bill Maher, you know, and they're, those guys are polar opposites. Um, you know, just random people here and there, some true crime, whatever, comedian stuff. You know, and the one thing I realized is I kind of just didn't want to pigeonhole into any kind of genre or get stuck on, like, one sort of topic or ideology. or I don't, I don't know, or just... And I think at at times, maybe in the past, I did. And, you know, and I don't think I ever locked myself into one genre because I think, I mean, from day one, this was always a podcast about everything and nothing. You know, and and I've tried to stick to that the best I could. And, you know, maybe at times it became too deep into politics. And during the COVID years, we went down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. And, um, you know, and, and I love talking about music and sports and movies and the places I go. You know, and I love talking about bourbon and drinking it as I have a sip right now. No ice in the glass, Nate. Sorry, I like it neat. Ah, that's good stuff. We'll get to that. But, you know, I want this kind of to be a place to just talk to people, have conversations, hear people's stories, um, their ideas on things, uh, struggles, opinions, you know, and just share all of this over some great bourbon, you know, talk about great music or even some not so great music. I mean, there's a lot of bad music out there that's fun to listen to, too. I mean, come on, Creed's doing a tour next year. I'm trying to get a bunch of people to want to go. So if you're in, uh, they're coming to Green Bay, I believe, uh, next September or July or something like that. Hit me up. So that's the goal. Um, Even tonight, I got Kai to make a new logo. Um, You saw the Neil World Order podcast barrel logo. That's the new logo going forward. Um, You know, we're going to change things up around here as we move forward. For how long? Who knows? Will we still be week to week with episodes? I don't know, you know. I want to be, but honestly, like I said, sometimes I just don't have it in me. You know, and the app and the episodes where I just kind of ramble off my head in an or, unorganized fashion go to shit really quick. Like, I put this episode and script together literally the last two hours before we went live with this. I was working down here because I was like, I'm not going to come back and then just be like, you know, brain explosion and mouth diarrhea. But, um, you know, I have an idea of some people I want to get on here really and have a few drinks with and have some cool conversation, Nate Hansen. Um, so once some schedules get worked out, you know, these things, they're going to start happening. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> we'll get some people on here. Maybe we'll talk about how terrible the Packers are. Um, it's been a brutal football season. I kind of predicted this. Earlier, I said, you know, Jordan Love's a good kid. He's not a good quarterback. We're seeing that. Um, went to the game, uh, the Rams game. Got to watch it live. Really great seats. But, um, you know, 
it's just a lot of excuses. The fan base doesn't want to just admit that um, he's not the guy. You know, he's, I think, statistically the worst quarterback in the league. I think there's a chance we might win five games this year. By some miracle, could be six due to injuries for the Giants and Vikings. But, you know, it's not looking good. And then who knows what we'll do in the draft. We'll probably waste it on another defensive player instead of drafting a quarterback or doing whatever. But, you know, the football season's kind of... Box brought in Damian Lillard. That's huge. I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, it seems like they're still figuring it out. They're, they're, they're playing well. Uh, Giannis has been hurt a little bit. Lillard's missed a game or two. But, um, you know, so Wisconsin sports is kind of Batchers or Turd City. But um, what are you going to do, right? Um, we still got half a football season left. Anyways, so the theme for tonight, uh, as you heard in the beginning... Sympathy for the Devil, uh, my favorite Rolling Stone song, although I chose this version, which is a cover by a uh, country or folk artist, rockabilly artist, L.V. Shane. Uh, I personally feel this song is timeless, in my opinion, at least to me anyways. You know, when I look at what it's saying and just like the lyrics, it's kind of when you look around this country and the world, especially... I mean, you got to have a little sympathy for the devil, right? His plate is pretty full. Hell, no pun intended. He may be overshadowed by the evils all around us that may be darker than the Dark Lord himself. But, you know, this whole matrix we live in and smoke and mirrors of misdirection, fake news, algorithms, geo-engineered weather, which we will talk about more down the road in another episode, I promise. You know, it just makes me think, you know, and I realize how we're so morally lost, right? You know, and how do we even fix it? You know, can it be fixed? Does it just get, you know, worse? You know, it's always the darkest before dawn, right? You know, all our leadership is flawed, and they don't even lead. And, you know, the worst part is that too many people still follow them anyways. You know, we have, if you you watch... You can't really watch the news, but if you're watching video clips on social media or whatever, you see there's people in this country that are pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas. So basically what you have are people in this country supporting the terrorists who kidnapped women and children and beheaded them, slaughtered people on social media for their families to see. You know, and if you don't believe that these people exist, go to a college campus and you'll see it. You know, it's the lost youth of this country supporting and being on the wrong side of history yet again, which I I don't know. They just seem to have a knack for it to not being a, we, you know, I don't know if we've just failed as parents, as the education systems failed, as societies failed, maybe just everything has failed. You know, maybe Rome is just crumbling around us. You know, and it's just like, as overworked as the devil probably is nowadays, he's probably having a good laugh as well. I mean, why wouldn't he? He's winning. You know, we have a president who has sold out the very country he's sworn to protect for billions, and there's proof. Meanwhile, a former president is going from court to court fighting bullshit charges because the political establishment is afraid of him, 
and saw what he could do in four years. You know, it, there's it's just like all this irony and, and like, you know, what stories they'll tell you on the news and stories they won't and, you know, what, what they make a focus and what they don't talk about and, you know, and, and I've, going back to like the Trump thing, I've said this before, I voted for Trump twice, I thought he was an excellent president, doesn't mean I think he's a great person, I don't need the president to be a great person, I don't care about a person's morals in, in a leadership role, I care about what they're accomplishing, I care about policy. Uh, I personally don't think he should run. I don't see how, in any way, shape, or form, Democrats or Republicans let him win. Uh, I personally was hoping for more from DeSantis. I personally think he's been completely disappointing and probably sold his soul to the establishment. Um, but, you know, if there's if you're still looking party-wise and you're on the, the right side, I would encourage you to listen to Vivek Ramaswamy, though. He's another outsider, like Trump. I believe the youngest person to run for president. And, you know, like Trump, someone who isn't afraid to say what most of us are thinking. He shredded the establishment in the last debate, especially his own party. And, and they deserve it. They deserve everything he said. Uh, you know, the debacle the Republicans had trying to fill the speaker role after they ousted McCarthy like I, that might have cost them twenty twenty four because they just look like a bunch of damn fools, you know. And you know, and most of us really know there really isn't two parties, you know. And it, like I said, it all comes back to sympathy for the devil by L.V. Shane off the Stoned Country album, which is country artists paying tribute to the Rolling Stones, which I highly encourage you to check out uh eric church does a killer cover of give me shelter uh laney wilson i believe does uh you can't always get what you want zach brown band uh paint it black um little big town i believe does wild horses uh i apologize there's so many good covers on it. it's a great album usually sometimes when they do these albums people try to uh do some kind of weird arrangement and stuff like that, and things get kind of weird, and, you know, it just, you lose the integrity of the original song. I don't think this happens on this album. Uh, Eric Church's Give Me Shelter is just like, mm. if you like Eric Church, you're going to love that song. Uh, Eric Church, you know, he just, I don't think he does anything bad with music as far as that. But um, anyways, from hell to heaven. Uh, Heaven Hill, to be exact. That is what I'm drinking tonight. Heaven Hill, bottled in bond. Uh, distilled in Louisville, Kentucky. It is bottled in Bardstown, Kentucky, by Heaven Hill Distillery, both locations. This beauty is a seven-year-aged bourbon, bottled in bond, like I said, 100 proof. It's an excellent pour, my friends. It really is. Um, I got to take another sip. I grabbed this a few weeks ago. Uh, we were out and about. Um, it's not super hard to find, but it's also not something you'll see everywhere uh, because it, it's kind of a sought-after bourbon, but it's not like a lot of the your Buffalo Traces, your Blantons and stuff where you just can't fucking find it. 
Sometimes you can find, I bet a lot of times you could probably find this at your local uh, Total Wine. Total Wine's a great place to find bourbon. Uh, some of the allocated stuff, you just got to ask at the service desk. I don't know if a lot of you know that. Make friends with the people who work in these places. That's if you're a bourbon person. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, I don't know, price on this, you know, depending on where you live, like, is anywhere from 45 to uh, $60. I believe I paid, we paid 46 bucks for this. Um, and I'm loving this. Brandon and I put a good dent in this the other night, the other day, watching the Packers play the Steelers. Um, and it's definitely something I'll be keeping in the bar for years to come once this bottle is gone. You know, and that's part of the cool thing about doing this. You find stuff, you know with the whole bourbon collecting and tasting and lifestyle or whatever, you open some things and you're like, oh, wow, I'll never buy that again. But, you know, you come across something like this and you're like, damn, this is good. You know, it's, I don't have many bottles that when I first open them, I um, keep going back to them for days. Uh, this one has definitely been one of them. Though I think the last time I had, you know, bottles like that, obviously my buffalo trays, the Eagle Rare, the E.H. Taylor, the Weller, the stuff I, I really, really love, my Leaper's Fork. But, um, you know, it's, I, I love this. You know, it, it's got a bit of that warm hug. I mean, it is 100 proof after all. But it, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, like a smooth vanilla, hint of caramel, a little cherry, kind of like cherry oak finish. It sounds kind of pretentious talking like that. I don't know, but some people care to hear about the notes on the drink. Um you know, and it's, I know a lot of people shy away from higher proof bourbons, you know, this being a hundred proof, but, you know, not every hundred proof bourbon, you know, has the heat on it. Uh, I don't feel, I wouldn't really say this has, it has, you get a warm hug, but I wouldn't really say this has heat on it. Um, my favorite, you know, bourbon is the E.H. Taylor small batch bottled and bond, which is a hundred proof. Um, but this, you know, I have other, I have some over there that are 94 proof that sometimes kick a little more, you know, it's sometimes just the process of which it is made. And, you know, it's a seven year. Usually once, you know, you start to get over six years, anything, you get your hands on a 12 year, anything, it's going to be amazing. Uh, that's what I've, I've learned to, uh, learn through tasting. I'd love to get my hands on a Knob Creek 12 year or a Weller 12. Brandon and I on Halloween on a beer walk did a, I went as the fiend, Bray Wyatt, rest his soul. Uh, and uh, we stopped at one of the bars and they had Weller 12 and I had to pour that. And let me tell you, that was amazing. But uh, so yeah, if you're looking for something awesome to add to your bar, I highly recommend this. Uh, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. It's a I was looking up the distillery online, too. It's a cool place. I kind of want to check it out next time we go uh, back down to the Bourbon Trail. You know, we went this summer and kind of hit up Buffalo Trace, Castle and Key, Woodford, and Four Roses. But, um, yeah, Heaven and Hill, Bottled and Bond. You know, if there's something out there you're drinking, too, um, you know, maybe through the course. If you're new here, I might, you know, tell me anyways if you've, I may I may have it, I may not, but I always like to know what everyone's drinking. Um, 
you know, as always, I kind of pre- I appreciate you guys really hanging in there with me. I, I see we still get downloads, even though really I haven't done anything in forever. So I don't know if it's just people catching up or new people coming across the podcast, which is kind of cool considering I really haven't been pushing or throwing anything out there. I've just kind of been sorting through my my thoughts and ideas and creative process or lack thereof. But um, it, it's awesome. You know, like I said, it still blows my mind that all these, you know, all this time and episodes later that there's still people all over the country and honestly all over the world somehow that uh, <laughs> listen to little old me. Um, cool uh, special shout-out to our local uh, Lake Geneva Badger High School football team winning their first state championship uh, today. And uh, back home in uh, Baxter, Tennessee, my Upperman Bees with their 17-14 to win over Macon County tonight, and they move on to the state semifinals, I believe. Um, that's all I got tonight, folks. Uh, it felt good to be back. I hope I didn't bore you. I hope you missed me. Uh, I know Nate did. Um, have a great weekend. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Maybe I'll surprise you guys and drop an episode on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. We'll see. But um, anyways, like I said, great to be back. Cheers, drink up, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.